You are listening to Branded and Building with Brittany Janine. Wife, mom, and creative brand consultant, I created a space right here for us to talk all things life, branding, business, and y'all already know we gonna add God into the mix. So whether you're cleaning, driving, working, it doesn't matter. Do know you are here on purpose. So turn me up. Let's go. Welcome, you guys, back to the Branded and Building podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Miss Katie Cheadle, in the building, y'all. Katie Cheadle is a mindful-based psychotherapist and performance coach. She specializes in working with individuals, teams, and businesses, y'all. Katie is a mommy to a little lady named Logan, and she enjoys fitness, reading, writing, and anything outdoors. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, girl. So Katie is a client of mine, and as I was working in her business, I was like, yo, I've never worked with a mindfulness psychotherapist. Like, y'all, I'm like learning all kinds of things, pretending to be up on my education. Um, so I was like, yep, got to have Katie on the show so she could talk a little bit about mindfulness in the entrepreneurial space. And I think it's something amazing um, that she can bring to you guys. So um, Katie, who is Katie? I'm so happy to be here, Brittany. And you helped me get clarity on what I wanted my business to look like. But as far as who I am, so I, I think my journey really started as an athlete. Um, and I played college softball and I was obsessed with sports psychology and how our mind and the thoughts we have and what we feed it and the story Mm. we tell ourselves impacts the way we perform. Um, And I really started to get clear on that as an athlete. And then post-college, I took a job as a human resources executive and I started to realize that, oh my gosh, the same stuff is relevant in business and performance and with Mm -hmm. coaching individuals and Um, Our mind is just a powerful, powerful tool and it can serve us or it can work against us. And, um, and so, yeah, so I went back to school to study clinical psychology and I um, became obsessed with learning more about how mindfulness psychotherapy, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, how mindfulness um, merges with performance and how we can use mindfulness and psychology to elevate um, our businesses, our teams, our athletic performances, our relationships, um, and our journey to self-discovery. So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk more about this. Yeah, for sure. So y'all all in all just gather that Katie is a smarty pants. Okay. <laughs> That's what you guys should have gathered from all of that. Right. So obviously we're going to jump right in cause we're already throwing out some terms. So can you talk to the people about what is mindfulness? Like, what does that even mean? Yes. So At the most simple form, mindfulness is about paying attention to the present moment. What is happening right now and not judging it. So noticing what emotions might be coming up for you, physical feelings, sensations, um, but it's just about being present. We are conditioned this day and age with social media and a million Google tabs open and our email. We are conditioned to be in a million places at once. And when we can slow down and bring our attention to what is right in front of us, we're so much more efficient and we're so much happier. So mindfulness is really about tuning into the present moment. Man, I'm telling you, like, 
you know what that puts me in the mind frame of? Like most of the time, if we go to like a sporting game here in Atlanta or whatever the case may be, or just going out with friends, a lot of times we have our phones up to capture the moment, but we're not like literally looking at the moment with our like physical eyeballs, right? So that, that puts me in the mindset of like, man, how can you be in your present moment like fully, right? Yes. So when you say mindfulness and then you say psychotherapy, is there a difference there? Like, what is that? So psychotherapy is mental health, essentially. So I work as a therapist. My clients come in. They want to um, they want to talk about issues that they're having in their life. That's psychotherapy. The fact that I bring mindfulness into it, that's what makes me a mindfulness-based psychotherapist. So I, I believe that we get really, when it, we're going to talk a little mental health right now, but I believe we get really anxious when mm-hmm. we are somewhere else in the future. Um, oh my God, what's going to happen in my business? Where should I go? Oh my gosh, is this the right decision? It's just all this we're not present. And I think we get really, really depressed and sad when we're in the past. Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I did that when I, you know, a couple of years ago or, oh my God, was that the right decision? So then we get really sad and depressed. So when we're present and we're in the here and now, for me, I believe this is where the magic happens. This is where we're able to execute, perform our best, be happiest, spark joy. Like that's where the magic happens. So I really try and help my clients integrate mindfulness into their life so that they can be fulfilled and be happy. Because um, when we're not here and we're somewhere else, that's um, that's where we start. We, we start to not feel well. Ooh, Katie, that's so good. I wish you would have told me this a little bit of time ago. So the whole like being in the like, oh, that, that resonated with my spirit. So like, you know, being in the past and you're like so stuck on it, but then being on the, oh, that anxiousness, because I'm going to say I'm that future person. I'm that person that's like, oh my God, these plans have to work. This has to work. Boom, boom, boom. But I'm not even like present in the like, man, Brittany, you're killing it right now. Or, you know what I mean? So ooh, oh. I'm, like, I'm not going to repeat it. Hey, y'all, if y'all want to catch that point, just rewind because that thing was dope girl thank you for that okay so that just got me excited so mindfulness right (laughs) and being present in your right now from a business perspective right what does that look like to you like so not worrying about the past not worrying about what's to come but being present right now um in your business what what do you what's your take on that right so um for my personal work I have to be so present with what my clients are saying to me, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, or I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be doing a good job. So I have like practicing mindfulness in the therapy room is so powerful. Now, what I think when we talk about businesses in general and integrating mindfulness, for me, it's noticing, okay, what parts of the job actually feel good to me? Because this can help us decide where to outsource and what we actually fills us up and feels good. So bringing conscious awareness to like what feels good that I'm doing. Um, I think that can help us make a lot of decisions. Um, also, not judging ourselves. You know, and Brittany, you posted this about yesterday, but it's not judging ourselves on what other people might think about our business. So being mindfully aware of what your truth is, what is mm-hmm. and aligned with your vision for your business and tuning out these voices that might come from society, our parents, our friends, someone who's in the field um, and really tuning into what your authentic truth is. And I think when we're unconscious and we're going through the motions and we're um, executing things and running at a really rapid pace, we're not able to slow down and make the best business decisions. Um, And so I think integrating mindfulness in that way can be really, really powerful. Man, that's good. 
That is good. So listen, I want to talk about this whole art of flow, right? So anytime I see the word flow, let's just put it out there. You're automatically like, come, I'm like, yeah, flow. And I'll tag you. I'll be like, just like Katie would say, you know what I mean? And so he talked to my folks about what does it mean to like flow or being, be in your flow? Like what's that word even mean? How does, what weight does it hold? Oh my God. There was just an interview with Jay-Z talking about flow and it's just, it resonated with me so deeply, but the flow is a state of consciousness where we are performing our best. We are, we are feeling our best. We're aligned with what our truth is. Like, it's just, it's very, um, it feels almost like law of attraction. Um, like we are aligned with opportunities that we want and, it just happens, everything's happening with ease, Brittany. And I think that yeah. some people are able to tap into this because they feel connected to God and what their truth is. I think some people are able to connect to this because they meditate and they believe that the universe will bring to them whatever they need to be successful. Whatever taps you into this, that's your personal journey to flow. But flow is that consciousness where it's just, you are in your element, it's coming easy. You lose track mm. of time. You are killing it. And anyone who is a high performer, athlete, business, whatever, that's the state that you want to reach. Um, and mm. I think sometimes we think it just happens by chance. Like, oh my God, I felt so good today. Like I killed it. It doesn't happen by chance. It happens by what we're feeding ourselves. What thoughts mm. we're, what thoughts we're telling ourselves, what practices we have, what rituals we can control. Ooh our flow states. But I think sometimes we think it just happens randomly. So I'm really passionate about helping my clients get into the state of flow. Yeah, girl. You know, that whole mindset, that that's a real thing, you know, because even today, I started today like, man, I'm tired. I'm this, I'm that. And I fed myself that. So throughout the entire day, I'm having calls like, you know what I mean? And ultimately, it's because I started my mindset that way this morning when I could have woke up and said, man, I'm about to own this day. I'm about to kill it. And I could have fed myself to the point where I felt like unstoppable, really. Right. And so it's it's cool to know how it starts up here in your mind, you know, and then comes out in your action. Um, but yeah, oh, this breakdown is pretty good. We also have to be mindful. So I love this example. So if I'm, let's use a basketball analogy. So if I'm at half court trying to make a basket, like there's no chance in hell I'm going to make it. Like I, that is out of my, that is out of my wheelhouse. It's too hard. It's essentially mm -hmm. too hard. If I get right up to the hoop, and I just, you know, I'm going to do a layup. It's too easy. Like, I know I can make that shot. I'm not going to get excited when I make it. Like I could do that with my eyes closed, but if I get to like the three point line, like it's, it's hard enough, but I'm still going to be hyped when I hit that shot. Right. Yeah. So I think with flow too, it's knowing that wheelhouse of you're challenged, but you're still going to be excited if you close the deal or if you come up with the, you know, if you come up with the slogan or whatever it is that you're doing in your mm. business, but it's really about that wheelhouse. It can't be too easy. can't be too hard. So it's really knowing that element where you're challenged, but you're still going to be, you, you still know you can achieve the goal. Yeah, man. I'm glad that people can't see me because I'm like making all kinds of faces and head nods and things like that. This is so good. Oh man. Okay. So I, I love that. I love the break. That analogy is perfect. Anybody can take that and use that. Um, so when you talk about not only mindfulness, but now that we know what flow is, what are some do's? What are some don'ts? What are, you know, what do I need to walk away with and saying, yep, I can use that right now. And you know what? I need to be more mindful of this and, and not move in this, in this way. Does that make sense? 
Right, right. So one way to practice mindfulness that's really easy in your day-to-day routine is it's called just the five, four, three, two, one. It's just a way to tap in to your body and your physical sensations. So Brittany, let's say you've been on like four calls today and you've got just like, you've just got a second before you're about to like, I don't know, go write something or go do whatever to just be like, okay, like, what are five things that I see right now in my office? You're like, okay, I see a picture of my daughter. I see my microphone. I see my laptop. I see this pen and I see this paper clip. Four things that I can feel. I can feel my desk. I can feel my computer and just go through every sense. Three things you hear, um, two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. And it just brings you back into your body. You're so heady. And we have all these thoughts, we're in so many places, and if we can tune into our body, it slows it down and allows us to get back in our flow and connect with ourself. Um, another do is be intentional. So you just were talking about how you start your day. What is your intention for the day? What would make today great? Being clear on that will help you get in flow. Um, mm. and then visualize, so at night, like sometimes at night we're running through our to-do list for the next day or we're like thinking about some conversation we had and we're beating ourselves up about like what they might be thinking or whatever. Instead of putting your energy in those spaces, I want to challenge people to visualize how they want to feel tomorrow. Like how are you going to show up in the world and not just like visualizing. And I think it's great to visualize the car you want to drive and the house you want to be in and like how you want your business to thrive. I think that's really cool. And I think that's important, but how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel empowered? Do you want to feel sharp? Do you want to feel um, like you're modeling compassion? So really tuning into the feelings um, that will help you get in flow state more consistently as well. Um, yeah. I think that's a, a really important practice to get into with the visualizing. Yeah, I love that. I love the whole, you know, I'm gonna have to rewind and get those numbers. How many, but I love the, what do you feel? What do you hear? What do you see? Like that's, that's really good. And I, I, I doubt that many of us are really tapping into that and actually pausing, you know, a lot of times you can just grind, 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 and you don't pause for just a second. That, that doesn't even take a long time. You know what I mean? But, but how much more of a difference would that make if you just give yourself that little moment to readjust and then continue to move, you know? Yes. And from a mental health perspective, that's the number one intervention for people who have panic attacks. So if anyone's experiencing a panic attack, you do that five, four, three, two, one exercise because it just gets you back into your body. So it's really powerful um, on a lot of different levels. It's a great practice. Yeah. Hey, this is like off the whim. So like, do you think that mindfulness is different today than it would have been for like our parents or generations before like based on what we have access to do you think you know being present going through those extra like do you think we need it more in our time now than they might have needed it back in the day is what i'm asking yes i think that being mindful and being present has always been an important component of um happiness and for allowing relationships to thrive businesses like things happen when we're present. So I think that that hasn't changed, but I think it's so much harder for us to practice presence and to be in the moment than it was for them because they didn't have as many distractions um, or they were distractions. You know, we have just, everything's at our fingertips, Britt. You know, you know this, it's just like, it's just so easy. I could be talking to you, texting down here, taking a selfie. It's just like, there's so much we can be doing at once. And you know, it, 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 it has a toll on our body and our mind. Yeah. 
and it probably makes us look older than we probably, you know, like we probably getting extra wrinkles for no reason. You know what I'm saying? True. Probably. probably. Oh, goodness gracious. If we could just go back in time and just like, oh God. Okay. I'm off the <laughs> off the script here. Okay. So um, what are some things that um that you, Katie, do? Um, in your day-to-day that may be something that could, you know, funnel into another entrepreneur and say, yep, I want to do that too. Like, what is a day in a life? You know, you're the mindful coach, right? So we're like, you got it all together. That's for, that's how we would see it, right? But what are some things that you too have to practice to start your day um, and to end your day as well? Yes. So um, it's actually, I love that you said start and end. So one of the things that I do, it's called bow. So the USA Gymnastics team adopted this um, idea of bowing in and bowing out. And what it is, is it's coming up with a ritual that you do at the beginning of your performance. So for me, it's when I get to my office, so I'm about to see all my clients and whatever. It's like, how am I leaving whatever I have going on at home or in my personal life? How am I leaving that and bowing in to this work that I'm supposed to do. And so it's having a ritual, which basically is sending the message to yourself that I am here now. So for me, it's usually I'll sit at, at my chair that I, that I sit in when I do therapy with my clients, I'll sit there and I'll do like a five minute meditation. And then it's like, I'm here now, it's time to go. And then at the end of my day, um, I clean off the desk and then I just, mentally say three things I'm grateful for before I exit the building. And that's like, okay, whatever happened at work happened at work. And now I'm going to go and show up as a mom, a wife, a friend, all of that. Right. Um, And I think in anyone's business, if you can come up with a way to bow in and bow out, um, that way we're not carrying work home with us as much. And we're also able to like be really intentional about this is the time I'm at work and this is what I need to focus on. And athletes, athletes do this all the time, you know, when they show up to the game, they bow in. And then when the game's over, they bow out. It's really effective. Um, I also try and cultivate a beginner's mind. I think, um, especially those of us who've been doing our work for a long time, it's kind of, you Mm -hmm. can get into the mindset of like, oh, I've seen this before. Like, oh, been there, done that. We kind of get robotic. If I look at every client and instead of looking at them being like, oh, it's just another case of anxiety. Like, let me tell them this, this, this. If I look at them like they are, because they are (laughs) a unique being, this unique person, and there's only one of this person in all of the universe. And their story is so different and so powerful than anyone else. And I start to notice all these different things. I I'm I have a new joy when I work and I'm able to help them in a different way. So I really want to challenge your viewers of regardless of what they're doing. Maybe they're doing a podcast, maybe um, I don't know, maybe they're a photographer and it's like, oh, here's another wedding shoot. It can kind of get redundant, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. how do I look at this? Like with the beginner's mind, like it's the first wedding I've ever shot. Like how do I interview this person? Like it's the first interview I've ever done and like actually get interested. So cultivating a beginner's mind is just such a powerful practice for me. And um, I think it can help a lot of, a lot of your viewers as well. That's so good. That's like a gym girl. You just gave that away for free. I might, y'all, we are now passing the collection plate to give Katie some uh, donation for her words, man. This is so good. So um, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, 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 you know, that's another thing of being present to just say, man, let me embrace this moment and be grateful for that I have this opportunity. And now how do I approach this with a different, you know, 
approach. Like how, how can I do this differently? Right. So designing websites for me, like how could I approach each client to say, okay, this is new. This is my first time that I get to do this. How can I, you know, or I guess you could say execute it differently. How can I really tap into this? You know, so that's so good. And I, and I think that goes across any industry. And I love that, like in our relationships too, like it's so easy when you get home and be like, all right, I got to feed Logan and then bathe her and get her down. But it's like, I know I need to look at Logan because this is the only day Ooh. she's this age, right? In this moment, how can I be present and look at her? Like it's the first time I looked at her, right? Or, or with our partners, our significant others, like we take them for granted. Like, how do you look at them like, you know, like when, with a beginner's mind, like when you were on your first date. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's really powerful in all aspects of life. If you can c cultivate a beginner's mind. Yeah. I love that. So good, Katie. Aww. All right. So any final, wait, before I go to final, something did pop up in my head while you were talking for folks like myself, whose office is in their home. Mm -hmm. So you did the whole bow in and bow out. And so for some of us, it's hard because, you know, we are in the space in which we live all the time. So we, it's hard for us to separate those two, if that makes any sense. So any advice for the person who's at home um, working? Yeah, set multiple alarms on your phone for a mindful minute. And in that, you, you detach from whatever work you're doing and it, you take a moment to just tune into you and be like, how's my day going? How am I feeling? what feels good, what doesn't, and just take that mindful minute to like realign and readjust, reset, whatever, to step into the space where you can focus, be intentional, and hopefully catch your flow. Um, yeah. but I think that setting a reminder could be really key um, when you're at home and it's so easy to, it's so easy to get distracted and get caught up in all your other roles and the hats you wear, right? Yeah. So listen, any final words for the people? When you are practicing this, because some of you might say like, oh, I really, I really need to figure out how to practice mindfulness. I'm, I'm, I, I got to do this whole be present thing, right? I think that you're going to find it's hard. Like we are not conditioned for this anymore. Um, and even though this is our natural state, as we came into the world as a baby with feelings and emotions and expression, we have been conditioned to get away from that. So I would just say, as you're practicing, be gentle with yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Know that just like anything, it's gonna take practice and commitment and discipline and consistency, all of that. Um, but you will reap the benefits if you make it a practice. Um, and so, yeah, be gentle with yourself. And then also, I threw a lot of different suggestions out there. There's a bunch more, but figure out what works for you. Cause what works for everyone is so different and what helps you get in your flow and helps you tap into your, your mind and your body that could be different from person to person. So try different things and figure out what takes you to that place where you're performing your best and you feel your best. Yeah. Katie, thank you so, so much. I appreciate that. I, I do feel like I just got a free session from you. So I feel like this is kind of robbery a little bit, but Katie, can you please tell all those who are listening where they can find you online in the world of social, all that good stuff? Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Katie Cheadle. Um, and then my website is www.katiecheadle.com. And Brittany created my beautiful website for me, <laughs> I love. Um, but yeah, come and visit me, subscribe to my newsletter, follow me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Y'all better go get those nuggets, katiecheadle.com. Katie, thanks again for being here. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Love you. And I'll see y'all on the next show. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in. If you want to connect beyond this podcast, I invite you to visit me online at BrittanyJanine.com or on the gram at BrittanyJanine. There you'll find inspiration, online education, business and brand consulting, and so much more. I also invite you to catch a sneak peek into this crazy life of mine. Until next time, guys, be blessed.